1: Thank you for joining Alan Jackson Ministries.
2: We've been too timid. We have been coerced and bullied. We've hidden in the shadows and wanted to deny who is Lord of our lives. We've used terms like we want to be inclusive. We don't want anybody to feel rejected. Well, I don't want people to feel rejected, but the truth is important. If there is a God and Jesus is his son, and I believe that to be the truth... We have to have the courage to tell that. And we can't just live our lives as we prefer. We've been given the designer's intent, and that's our message in the world.
1: Alan Jackson Ministries believes the church is an initiative of Jesus, and we intend to get behind that initiative in any way possible. Messages like what you're about to hear are not just broadcasted through radio and television. They're also available as podcasts and streamed online globally. It's all funded through supporters who believe in the mission. Together, our goal is to help individuals become more fully devoted followers of Christ and to lead with their faith in every area. Search Alan Jackson Ministries to learn more. Before we get to today's message, Pastor Allen wants to offer you a way to be more intentional with your faith.
2: We put some tools together that I believe will be a tremendous resource for you in this season. It begins with our book, Intentional Faith. It's a very simple premise, but it's a very powerful tool in our lives. If we don't intend for an outcome, it's very improbable we'll achieve it. You know, most of us would be happy if we lost five pounds. But unless we intend to do something about it, I'm not going to wake up thinner tomorrow. I'll have to change my diet, my exercise habits. Well, we would probably like more spiritual freedom or more spiritual stability or freedom from worry or anxiety. But we need a pathway to get there. Well, that's the point of this book. Ten simple ideas that if you'll implement in your life will help cultivate a set of patterns that will bring us to a place of stability and freedom in the Lord. We'll do it together. I even built a tool to go along with it. It's 100 Days of Faith, videos and emails. It's a 100-day devotional. I will join you. We'll spend a few moments together every day, taking another step to secure God's best and His blessings for our lives. We even added a journal to it so you can keep a record of what God is doing in your life. Here's the notion. We, we can't keep doing the thing we've always been doing and expect a better outcome. That's insanity, and we all understand it. We can't wish evil away. Get a copy of Intentional Faith. Make a journey of 100 days of faith with me. Keep a journal of what God is doing, and we'll be in a new place in the season ahead. God bless you.
1: Pastor Allen's book, Intentional Faith, provides a pathway to deepen your faith in just 100 days. Using practical wisdom and biblical principles, he offers 10 steps to invite God's direction into your life and help you draw closer to him. Request the book today when you donate $40 or more and we'll also send our Intentional Faith Journal. And we have another resource available that is absolutely free, our 100 Day of Faith email journey. Subscribe online at allenjackson.com. We're excited to offer you these faith-growing resources. Request yours today at allenjackson.com or by calling 855-577-2255. That's 855-577- 2255. This spring, you're invited to World Outreach Church, kicking off Easter weekend and continuing through the first weekend of May. We'll be celebrating with services outside and inside that Jesus is Lord. There'll be food trucks and musical guests like Michael W. Smith, Phil Wickham, CeCe Winans, and more. It will be a celebration so big that you'll have to say, wow. So plan your weekend trip to Tennessee by going to AllenJackson.com for each weekend's details and let us know you're coming. We are so glad you're here to listen. Today's message from Pastor Allen is called Determined Faith, a Conversation with Friends.
2: We've been sharing some little videos with you of the, that show the journey of the church. You know, it's, it's a kind of a normal conclusion. Whenever you arrive someplace, you imagine it's always looked like this. You know, People say to me that something about they didn't want to come to a big church or be a part of a big church. And I said, I understand, neither did I. Or I'll be visiting with some pastor that's newer to the community. And I'll, you know, I'll say, well, I haven't always been a part of the large church. churches. Oh, really? Where'd you used to serve? <laughs> and, and the truth is, our, our church began as a home Bible study. For more than a dozen years, they met in a home. And it was Easter 1980 when the decision was made for World Outreach to be birthed in a formal way. And it started with a handful of people in a rented space. When we bought our first 28 acres, it's now part of this campus. We moved on to campus. We put a tent on the edge of a cotton field. And we had church, people will talk about you if you do that. And typically not in an encouraging way. And so we have been on a journey for a long season. And we're very much interested on continuing in that journey with the Lord. Amen. So we're walking through a season where we're talking about some next steps for our church and what God has in store for us. I'm going to share a bit more about that in a minute. But that's the purpose of the videos. We just wanted you to see a bit of what God has been doing through the years. There's some pictures up and down the building. If you haven't taken that journey yet, it's worth a few minutes to walk and see. Um, If you've been a part of that journey, you can find the places that you remember and the the places where you have participated. But most importantly, we want to say yes to the Lord. I, I earned a degree in history, and I'm grateful for history. But its value is to help me navigate what's ahead. I don't want to live in the past. I want to tape the accelerator to the floor and move forward. Amen. But before that, I want to take just a minute. As you know, I just, we just got back from Israel, and I've been, we have been traveling to Israel for many years, since I went the first time when I was a boy. My parents took us. And so we have many friends there, many Israelis who are friends, some believers in Jesus, some who are not. But we find they are all very respectful of the church and what we do. And when we visit, we want to learn about Israel, and they want to learn about the States. And so we always spend time asking questions and answering some questions. And there was an awkwardness to that this time, partially because of the anxiety in Israel and to a more significant degree because of what's happening in our nation. And I get, you know, we're outside of the news cycle and when you're there, you're busy and I'm not really listening to what's going on here. And you come back, it's a bit shocking. You know, when you're away for a few days, you can kind of forget and not think about it. But I want to continue to encourage you as I have been for many months now to keep watching, listen, pay attention. Think about what you're watching and listening to. You need to believe what's being said. It's not a joke. It's bizarre, but it's not a joke. In fact, the best description I know is that we are witnesses to the theater of the absurd. They have opened their doors and they are playing to record crowds. But it doesn't make it any less absurd. Some of the latest offerings when I came back, I just collected these. This was like the news I missed while I was gone. The comedy of equity and inclusion continues to gain momentum. And and perhaps most distressing to me in that is just the brazen, bold, unapologetic, public opposition to expressions of the Christian faith. There there seems to be an unrelenting determination that the Christian faith has to be a private thing. It has to be sequestered in your home or Privately, shouldn't be expressed in the public place in any way. The most public example I saw it was shocking to me. Dion Sanders, do you know him? He's a generational athlete. Played football at Florida State University. All sorts of national recognition and awards. And he went on to play in the National Football League for the Atlanta Falcons, the Dallas Cowboys. Just a uh, man with tremendous physical gifts. Play, play, he played. He played. Both professional football and professional baseball. So he had some gifts. And he had the personality to go with it to help him capitalize on it. If you know him, you know that's true. Primetime. Well, he's, he's had enough birthdays. He's no longer playing professional sports. But he began coaching. And not long ago, he went to coach Jackson State a school that had not had tremendous national notoriety to their football program. And his presence brought a great deal of attention, put a lot of pressure on him. He coached there beginning in 2020 through 2022. They went to consecutive bowl games. They had their first undefeated season in their history. And not surprisingly, if you have that kind of success, a larger school comes with invitations and better contracts. So Dion left... Jackson State to go to the University of Colorado, and his critics said he said when he went to Jackson State that God had sent him there. So they mocked him when he left. They said, "If God sent you there, why are you leaving?" I read what he said. He didn't say God told him to stay there forever. (laughs) But they they seldom miss an opportunity to mock your faith if you dare to interject it into your public life. And now that he's in Colorado, he's in trouble. There's a group that has very forcefully objected to the fact that he brought his faith into the coaching profession. He was actually playing with his, praying with his players. And the great fear that's been expressed is that the players on his team felt coerced to pray. Bless their hearts. He's told he has to stop offering coercive prayers at practice with his players. Just to put this into context so that you don't miss what's happening, we can subject minor children to gender transformation lectures without parental consent, but college football players, these 300-pound people that can bench press your home, (laughs) should not be subjected to prayers. The, The... the intent to diminish the expressions of the Christian faith. They told us it wasn't welcome in corporate boardrooms until corporations decided to embrace a worldview that stands in opposition to the biblical faith, and then it becomes the law. They hire departments of equity and inclusion, and they'll include everything except the Christian faith. Are you watching? There is a tremendous difference between the freedom of religion... And freedom from religion. And what our Constitution promises us is freedom of religion. No state church, but no state involvement in the church. It's the First Amendment if you're not familiar with it. But the theater of the absurd doesn't stop there. I would invite you into the the, the second screening room to follow the science theater. That's really become interesting of late. There's a breakthrough. Have you heard it? Truth in the public square. It's awkward. It's causing people some anxiety. They're trying to figure out how to amend their reports that happened to have been videotaped. But apparently, breakthrough here, folks, the COVID origins may have actually been a lab leak from Wuhan, China. <laughs> Spoiler alert. And then for months and months and months, we covered that up. We denied it. We looked the other way. There are some implications to that if you're watching and you're thinking. We all understand the principle that you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. But China lit the fire. And Then when someone said they smelled smoke, the Chinese government disagreed. They said, we don't smell anything. And they failed to help. From this vantage point, I think what we have to acknowledge is COVID has been used as a vehicle for the enormous intrusion of the government into our healthcare systems. And forget the details around COVID. It was an unknown virus, there was a lot of learning going on. I don't want to necessarily revisit that, but I do want to revisit this. It's not good when the government is between a doctor and a patient. That's bad. The outcomes are diminished for both parties. We both suffer in that. The quality of care declines, and the incentive for better medicine is removed from the hands of those who were trained to provide the care. It's just a bad equation. I assure you, we don't want the government dictating how to treat patients, which patients to treat, which patients will not receive treatment, or what treatment is acceptable. Now, some, if you're alert, will observe, and rightly so, that it's already happened. And I would acknowledge that. But I would say to you, we shouldn't accept it. We have to take it back. It's wrong.
1: Thank you for listening to Alan Jackson Ministries. We'll be back to the message in just a moment. But first, Pastor Alan wants to tell you a little bit more about bringing fresh purpose and direction to your faith.
2: We put some tools together that I believe will be a tremendous resource for you in this season. It begins with our book, Intentional Faith. It's a very simple premise, but it's a very powerful tool in our lives. If we don't intend for an outcome, it's very improbable we'll achieve it. You know, most of us would be happy if we lost five pounds but unless we intend to do something about it, I'm not going to wake up thinner tomorrow. I'll have to change my diet, my exercise habits. Well, we would probably like more spiritual freedom or more spiritual stability or freedom from worry or anxiety, but we need a pathway to get there. Well, that's the point of this book, 10 Simple Ideas That If You'll Implement in Your Life Will Help Cultivate a Set of Patterns That Will Bring Us to a Place of Stability and Freedom in the Lord. We'll do it together. I even built a tool to go along with it. It's 100 Days of Faith, videos and emails. It's a 100-day devotional. I will join you. We'll spend a few moments together every day taking another step to secure God's best and His blessings for our lives. We even added a journal to it so you can keep a record of what God is doing in your life. Here's the notion. We, we can't keep doing the thing we've always been doing and expect a better outcome. That's insanity, and we all understand it. We can't wish evil away. Get a copy of Intentional Faith. Make a journey of a hundred days of faith with me. Keep a journal of what God is doing, and we'll be in a new place in the season ahead. God bless you.
1: Pastor Allen's book, Intentional Faith, offers ten ways to bring more purpose and direction to your faith, your relationships, your community and your life. Our Intentional Faith Journal comes alongside the book to help you put all your learning into practice. You can request the book and journal today when you donate $40 or more. Plus, we have another resource available that is absolutely free. Our 100 Day of Faith email journey. Sign up online at alanjackson.com. We're excited to offer you these intentional faith resources because they've changed other people's lives and they can help make your faith stronger too. Request your book and journal at allenjackson.com or by calling 855-577-2255. That's 855-577-2255. Thank you for supporting Alan Jackson Ministries as together we follow God into a new season. Now let's get back to Pastor Allen with his message entitled, Determined Faith, A Conversation with
2: Friends. The topic is determined faith. We've been working on this for a while. We're in the midst of a season in our church. We're preparing for what's next. The idea is here we grow again. There's a bit of a pattern to this. We have come to these junctures through our history as a congregation where the opportunities before us require us to respond in some ways, rather than just being dutiful in showing up. And out of those seasons, we have consistently been willing to step together as a congregation and make the choices that were necessary to write a different future for the next chapter. And I believe we're at another one of those junctures. Our decisions over these next few days will have a tremendous impact on what we look like in the next few years. And I want to see if I can help you understand why I think that's valuable. I was a bit reluctant this time I talked to the Lord for several months and I said you don't really want me to be involved in this have you seen my resume it's reasonably impressive look at what we've done look at the people that we influence look at the faithfulness of God we're in a good place we're debt free we serve a lot of people and I I could not escape the sense that God was moving in the earth and folks I'll tell you my commitment if God is moving I'm moving with him I don't intend just to be a person who maintains the status quo. We've always always colored outside the lines a little bit. We build multiple sanctuaries and use technology and share it. and We'd put tents on the edge of cotton fields, and we're still a little weird in a God-honoring, Jesus-loving sort of way. We come to worship together from different backgrounds and different life stages and different places in our spiritual development. We have different pressures in our lives and different needs that we face. Yet together, we come, stand together as we learn to seek and serve the Lord. That's the challenge. We're not here to maintain the status quo. Well, the last three years, we have been presented nationwide, worldwide, with unprecedented pressures for division amongst God's people. The church in our nation has stepped back. More than a third of the people that were worshiping together three years ago are not worshiping together any longer. That's a significant number. There are a lot of things that have contributed to that fear, isolation, threats to our well being, larger issues, some really poor economic policies. We've had some bad science, we've had some bad theology. We have cultivated laziness and rewarded it. That's just an awkward truth, but it is true. Self absorption has been promoted. Just for the record, if there is a pandemic of the scope that they told us this past one might have been, we can't shelter in place. We have to go care for the sick. That's our assignment. But one of the great opportunities of a a decision point like this for a community of faith is it allows us to form a unity of purpose again. We come from so many different places and backgrounds, and we come for different reasons We like the Katinas, or we like the children's programming, or it's convenient to our home, or we can hide in a big church, or something. It's necessary from time to time to refocus and to reformulate why we're together. We're not here to play church. We're not here to assign seats and say, I get to have it the way I want it, when I want it, at the temperature I prefer it. We have joined together to see the name of Jesus lifted up and the kingdom of God extended And we will submit ourselves and our energy and our efforts to that objective. That's the point of the church. Now, as we do that, God ministers to us. And we find hope and redemption and renewal and healing and transformation. But we don't do that from a primarily self-seeking purpose. We may begin that way, but ultimately we yield ourselves to God's purposes. Not my idea. I've borrowed it from the Bible. What a notion. We've been too timid. We have been coerced and bullied. We've hidden in the shadows and wanted to deny who is Lord of our lives. We've used terms like we want to be inclusive. We don't want anybody to feel rejected. Well, I don't want people to feel rejected, but the truth is important. If there is a God and Jesus is his son, and I believe that to be the truth, we have to have the courage to tell that. And we can't just live our lives as we prefer We've been given the designer's intent, and that's our message in the world. We're going to have to meet our fears and decide what a faith response looks like. Left to ourselves, we don't always know what to do or how to respond or what's next. We gain strength together. If there's any lesson from the isolation of COVID, surely we have learned the benefit of community. Don't give it up easily. It's not our carnal nature. Our carnal nature is driven by fear. Fear is the, the, the fuel for that. You're afraid that if you yield to a biblical presentation of sexuality, that your life will not be as pleasurable. It's a lie, and it's driven by fear. Now, what I want to submit to you is a congregation, we're in a season of unprecedented turmoil and confusion. Propaganda is flourishing around us. Censorship is flourishing around us. We don't know where to go for truth. One of the most persistent questions I'm asked is, where do you go to to find out what's happening in the world? What do you listen to? What do you read? Who do you trust? We are in the midst of economic turmoil. They're telling us there's nothing to see here. There is something to see here. We're more than $30 trillion in debt. It's unsustainable. We've lost trust in the institutions that are necessary for us to trust to maintain our stability as a society. It's easy to capitulate to fear. We have a choice to make. Whether we're going to be people of faith and continue to see the name of Jesus lifted up and his kingdom extended, or we'll take our eyes off of the one who has called us and yield to the fear. It's an important time. You stand with me for a prayer. I don't think it would be an exaggeration to say every one of us here today has a place where only God's help can bring about a satisfactory resolution. Well, God has made his provision through Jesus' redemptive work. So let's receive that today. Can we do that? Let's pray. Father, thank you. I thank you for your great love for us. For your great expression of mercy and grace when you sent your son. And Lord Jesus, I thank you that in your love for us, you chose obedience, and you offered yourself as a sacrifice. You took upon yourself the punishment that we deserved, that we in turn might have the blessings that were due your perfect obedience. We come today in humility to repent, to turn away from our sin and our ungodliness. We turn our eyes and our heart to you to to receive life in our bodies and peace in our minds Hope in our souls. Give us wisdom beyond ourselves. I thank you for what you're doing in the earth. I thank you that you're calling a people unto yourself. That you're purifying your church. And I pray that we would choose you with our entire heart, mind, soul, and body as never before. Deliver us from the trappings of religion. And set us free to know the person of Jesus of Nazareth. Give us a revelation of yourself that is more real than anything we know in time. May a love for you, a desire to serve you, grow within us each one. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your great provision for us. And we ask that we might each one be faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you.
1: Pastor Allen's book, Intentional Faith, can help you grow your faith in just 100 days. You can request your copy when you donate $40 or more today, and we'll also send our Intentional Faith Journal, which helps you put Pastor Allen's book into practice. We have another resource available that is absolutely free our 100 Day of Faith email journey, and you can sign up at AllenJackson.com. Request your Intentional Faith resources today at AllenJackson.com. Or by calling 855 577 2255. That's 855 577 2255. That's all for today on Allen Jackson Ministries. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time for another encouraging message. This program is sponsored by Allen Jackson Ministries.